This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, is this thing on? Hello? Hit it again. I think it's on now. <clears throat> Welcome to Hiker Trash Radio, where each week, Doc will drag some colorful characters out of the woods to talk trail and type 2 fun. If you're aspiring hiker trash, or if you're just looking to understand the hiker trash in your life, look no further. So lace up those boots, gnaw on some jerky, and settle into your 20-mile pace as we fire up the podcast from somewhere deep in the backcountry. It's time to embrace the suck. We are stoked to partner with Garage Grown Gear on this episode of Hiker Trash Radio. Garage Grown Gear, or GGG for short, is your online store for all things ultralight backpacking. Dedicated to supporting the growth of small and cottage brands, They've got everything you need all in one place. From ultralight accessories to dehydrated meals to your big three, 
Garage Grown Gear has everything you need to lighten your load. Based out of St. Paul, Minnesota, GGG is known for its commitment to providing quality ultralight gear, stellar customer service, and free shipping and returns over $40. All right, with us today is legendary host of the podcast called Hiker Trash Radio, a man who goes by the name of Doc. How's it going today, sir? Legendary. Wow, I am honored that you just made yeah. my day, made my month. So thank you. I'm gonna I'm gonna call you the trash man if that's okay. I think that's more <laughs> I love it's just it. more pizzazz, you know what I mean? So I yeah. love it. The trash man. We run into people that listen to your show, so so that's legendary. You have what are you up to now? You're like 300 and something episodes now, right? Yeah, so we're just starting off right. uh, probably about 10 episodes in nice. to season seven. So okay. you know, there's 50 episodes per season. So we're definitely on our way to 350. That's legendary. That by definition is legendary. Is that, is that what that means? Legendary? Most podcasts yeah. last 10 episodes or less. One of my former guests said that I pretty much have a doctorate in hiker trashdom. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that was good because I got some questions along those lines. <laughs> I got a lot of trashy questions today. That's a lot of tra- yeah, that's right. Okay, so your show wasn't always called that, though. So it used to be known as like the John Freaking Muir podcast. So for those that don't know, what's the story behind the change? What's going on here? Yeah, John, the John Freaking Muir pod. I think it, it served its purpose uh, while we had it. It was a lot of fun, the name. It had some special meaning in our family because... We had other nicknames going around in the household with freaking in the middle of it. So it just made sense to have the John freaking Muirpod. But I think it was a little bit niche. Uh, It was, uh, I think Hiker Trash Radio had a a wider range, maybe broader appeal, maybe more marketable. And so I just decided Memorial Day weekend that I think it's time for a change. And Mm -hmm. we did, we were driving down somewhere, the whole family was, and we had a family brainstorm and stumbled across that and couldn't believe that hadn't been picked up by anybody. So we went with it. Wow. Yeah. A family brainstorm. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. You must have a pretty outdoorsy family if they're coming up with hiker trash. (laughs) Was it your kid? I have enlisted my youngest daughter who is now, she just turned 23 and early on. I don't know about early on, but when she was a ninth grader, we did some hiking and she was behind me and she was commenting on the size of my calves and, and said, you, your trail name should be calf master. And I said, well, <laughs> yeah, I said, well, what are you then? A half calf. And so that, that became her trail name, half calf, but yeah. she has helped me out with the podcast a little bit in terms of social media and yeah. doing some voiceovers here or there. And so she's been involved from the beginning on this. And she was the one that came up with Hiker Trash Radio. So give it out to Half Calf. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I like it. Yeah. That's great. That's great. So for the non-through hikers, what is what is Hiker Trash? What What is it all about? Yeah. To the non-hikers out there and, and you hear somebody being called Hiker Trash, you might think that's maybe rude. But really, it's a term of endearment for someone who has left society and its norms behind a little bit Ooh, and followed their okay. their journey out on the trails in the wilderness. Nice. So you're not out there with a poking stick just picking up trash, keeping no. the trails clean? Okay. No. And, okay. and in fact... Well, you think it's a term of endearment. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, we I, came across... We, we weren't too far... or I th- We were like right off the Continental Divide Trail. So we, we were running into through hikers this past summer. Mm. And we ran into a woman who... I mean, by my definition, she was hiker trash. And we stood pretty far back from her. The aroma was so strong that it was like, 
I was like, I got 60 uh, seconds for you conversation. I got to keep hiking because it was, wow. it was like a mixture of like body odor and urine, I want to say. Ooh, and so ooh. to me, that's hiker trash. Yeah. And wow. that's not very endearing. That's stereotypical, Carl. And uh, it's all about perspective. So. <laughs> that's what happened. That's literally what happened. It's not a stereotype. I'm glad Doc's here to shed some light on this. Yes, yeah, shed good. some light. How is this endearing? Please. She's she's out there living her best life. She she obviously does not smell what you're smelling. She's used <laughs> Correct, to it. Clearly. And when, when you're out there for a long period of time and you've got some day hikers coming through, you can smell them coming a mile away because they smell good. They, you, know, the, so you can smell the soap and the shampoo, the cologne. Mm-hmm. It's right. it's something. But she doesn't she doesn't know she smells like that. She's gotten used to it. Right. And I've talked to a number of guests yeah. who have said that there, there's criteria. There's actually you've got to have some trail cred to mm. earn the moniker hiker trash and like a level of stink is that what we're no talking about? just like accomplishments like sleeping in a pit okay. toilet or pulling Ooh. food out of the trash or off of a, a stranger's Ooh. plate maybe oh my god maybe washing <laughs> your clothes in the public shower these are all things that, that <laughs> qualify nice. you for a hiker trash them this is okay. next level some of these things i am not too ashamed to do but not sleeping in the pit toilet not gonna happen i couldn't do that yeah, yeah. I, I mean if you're sleeping in the pit toilet imagine what the conditions are outside that that drove oh, you to sleep in the pit imagine. toilet so yeah. Yeah. whatever they are like hurricane plus earthquake plus hail plus snow better than pit toilet <laughs> <laughs> dig a snow grave and call it a day that's right that's funny okay have you done those things have you done the pit toilet sleepover or what's going on i have not done the pit toilet sleepover no i i have washed some clothes in the shower though yeah uh, yeah that's fair yeah i mean yeah. that's yeah sure that's, that's like level one yeah i will say i'm okay to smell like body odor i'm okay to smell like the sweat the stink i don't want yeah, to smell like urine to anybody though well, so, too late too late for that carl too late for that <laughs> she you was obviously she was obviously still learning how to use the pocket bidet oh right yeah that's, that's true yeah. the go girl yeah the go girl that's right yeah all right, so your show is Guest Bay Show, and we've gone more to that in the last year or so. So we're new in that regard, and so we don't have quite like the catalog of amazing guests you've had over the years. So we're curious about some of the more interesting or the craziest stories you've heard, the ones that really stand out from the variety of guests you've had. So if you could come up with three of those, what you got? Guys, I know you asked me Ooh. for three, but... okay. It's tough. I can't. I, I don't. I can't narrow it to three. Can I just talk really fast about five? We got five. Okay. <laughs> okay. Ready? Go. <laughs> These are some good stories, man. It, All right, go, okay. Number one. We'll, we'll, we'll categorize this. All right. Number one. Okay, number one. Here we go. Okay. Number one. You have to go with Jeff Garmeyer. I don't. You guys familiar with Jeff Garmeyer? Yeah, we tried to get on the Come show on. and okay. we email battle and we failed. Yeah, failed. he is a wild man. He has been on about five or six episodes. He's co-hosted a couple episodes with me. My, my claim to fame is that I can text him and he'll text me back. So I'm really happy about <laughs> my status in his life. That's a story right there. Yeah. 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 So Jeff Garmeyer, for anybody out there who doesn't know who he is, he's a calendar year triple crowner. He was like the third person to do the Great Western Loop. He's competed in the Barkley Marathons. He's an ultra marathoner. He's got 20 FKTs. He's just a, and he's, he's a quirk, nice. quirky guy. He's hilarious. Got a real okay. dry sense of humor and just funny as anything. But he tells this story about when he was on the Great Western Loop. He was, you know, heading south on on part of the loop. The Great Western Loop, for for those who don't know, it's it's actually like a sixty five hundred mile trail that connects parts of the PCT, uh, the CDT, three other national trails, and there's also a section where you're off roading. But he tells a story where he's on one of those trails and he's getting close to to a town, 
and he sees a pair of moose antlers on the ground in the bushes oh, and he, he thinks nice. I, I, these would look great on my wall i'm gonna i'm gonna mm-hmm. pick these up and i'm gonna i'm gonna carry them into town the last couple of miles here and i'm gonna ship them to myself so he goes over to he grabs the moose antlers and comes to find out that they are not they're still attached to a moose a live moose <laughs> a live bull moose who is none too happy about this guy yanking on his antlers that's amazing yeah that's amazing wow. so he spends the next 15 minutes trying to stay on the other side of the tree from this thing that's now trying to run him over but right. of course yeah. they, they have short memories he eventually forgets that he's there and stumbles off but i just guys picturing him reaching down to grab the antlers and then having the realization of oh no this could be a big mistake ugly yeah yeah oh geez that's yeah. a good I'll be story. honest if that were Derek, we'd probably still get the antlers off the moose <laughs> I'd figure it out. I got a buck knife. That's right. That's right. Figure it out. Carl will be filming the whole thing probably. Too. Yeah. That's a good one. That's funny yeah. though. You mentioned the re- the reaction to it was trying to stay on the other side of the tree. That is the, from what I've read, that's the appropriate reaction is you want to put a tree between you and the moose. And especially if you're startling the wild animal, mm. man, sounds like he handled that well. And that, but that is stinking funny. Carl, what did you do when you saw the moose on the trail? What did you, what were you doing again? Uh, I think I chased it down the trail and so. got the camera out. Yeah. yeah so. Got the camera. Complete out. opposite. Nice. Okay. I have an unhealthy lack of fear of wild animals. That'll probably be my undoing is you'll read a story like foolish tourist does such and such. Gets attacked by marmots. Right. And yeah. That's a character trait that has taken down many a person. Yeah. Yeah, true. for sure. Mm-hmm. True. For sure. All right. That was number one. That was a good one. Okay. That's that. I, I like that one. Okay. Yeah. Four ne- more. Really? That's ne- awesome. Yeah. Next one is inspirational because I happened okay. to be camping at a spot just south of Whitney, Mount Whitney. It was like two miles mm-hmm. uh, below and 13,400 feet. We gotten up there as a dry camping spot. We set up our tents. We spent the night and then we got to, we did uh, Whitney the next day. Really like easy. Like at the junction, like on the ridge? Line? Yes. Yeah. There okay. is a, you know where like the sign the end is. of the Jomier Trail, basically. Yeah. There's a sign that says Whitney 1.9, Whitney Trail 1.9 yeah. miles. It's literally just below that signpost. There's like spots for eight, 10 people. Somebody wow. gave me some free craisins there one time. Craisins? Craisins. Yeah. Is your claim to fame? Yeah. Is that, is that a good story too? Probably not. All right. Sorry. Go ahead. Okay. Keep on. Yeah. Please. <laughs> so we, we actually, we had sent, I take back the whole morning hike to, to, Whitney, we did a sunset summit that night, but we, we got up the next morning, packed up. And as we're packing up, we're hearing from people who had gone up for a, a sunrise hike up to the top of Whitney. And they were telling us about all the tears that were shed up on top of Mount Whitney uh, because hmm. there was this guy up there who had been paralyzed in a jujitsu accident, uh, partially Dude. paralyzed. And he had struggled back and overcome. And he had still had problems with mobility, but he had dragged himself up to the top of Whitney. And I had him come nice. on the show. I reached out to him and had him come on the show. His name is Jack Ryan Greener. And he talked about okay. that jujitsu accident. It was a training accident with a, with an instructor who literally snapped his neck and wow. caused this lifelong journey for him. And he was not going to let that Jeez. slow him down. And, and he talked about uh, what it took to get up to the top of that mountain. So just right. an incredible, wow. inspiring story wow. that, you know, when I think about, when I think I have things rough, I think about Jack Ryan Greener. Jeez. Did just you have so- the podcast at the time? What's that? Like you heard, so you heard of the story about this guy who's on top of Mount Whitney who does this. Did, were you a podcast host at the time this was happening? Yes, I was. I reached out to him shortly after I got back from the trip okay. and had him on. And it was a lot of fun having him as a guest and having him tell that story. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Okay. 
Jack, what were you going to say? Sorry. I was going to say his instructor injured him, you said? Yeah, I think Sorry. there was I think there was legal action pending when we okay. had our discussion. So I don't know how that turned out. So they're not training together anymore, I would imagine. I don't think so. No. Okay. okay. It's fair. So as just like you're part of the media now, so you got to get both sides of the story. Are you going to have the jujitsu instructor on to describe the situation here? Of course. Of course. <laughs> that would be a good follow-up episode. Yes. That would be amazing. <laughs> that would be juicy. I don't know what you title it. Like jujitsu instructor who paralyzes one of his clients. That's not. <laughs> Perfect title. Yeah. Perfect not title. a good one. Probably right. not good okay. for business. No. Right. It's the bad guy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> this is the villain. Okay. That is inspirational. I'll have to check that one out. When was that one out? How, what season were we in for that one? Mm, I think that was probably season three. Okay. So mm. going to dig back into the archives there. That's right. That's right. Hey. All right. That's two for two good stories. Yeah. That's, okay. We well, what's what's well, number three? Let's see if we can we continue the trend here. Yeah. Okay. So this, number three is a story that just cracks me up inside because I was talking to a retired lieutenant commander in the Navy, okay. uh, Ben Vaughn whose trail name is Ginger Balls. <laughs> Ginger Balls. Sure, there's a story there. There is. But he had gotten it into his head about 10 years previous to retiring from the Navy that he wanted to do the Appalachian Trail. And okay. being yeah. retired military, he finally got out and he overprepared. He brought three of everything in case the other two broke. Oh, yeah. So he's got like a 60-pound pack, 60-plus wow. pound pack on his back. Wow. He shows up to Springer Mountain, the southern terminus of the AT. He mm-hmm. meets a guy there who's 20 years old, who is it's um, Garrett Hernandez, and he goes by the trail name Scrapbook. And unbeknownst to Ginger Balls, Ben, mm. Scrapbook, this was his third long trail. He was on the verge of becoming a triple crowner at the age of okay. 20. And Garrett, wow. he's, he's seen his way on a few trails, and so he knows what to bring. And he's got like a, a 12-pound pack. And so they meet at Springer Mountain, retired Navy veteran, uh, 20-year-old kid, one guy's got a 65-pound pack. The other guy's got a 12-pound pack. And they're both looking at each other and thinking <laughs> to themselves, funny. this guy is not going to make it. They're both, mm. They both have the, I had them on separately, and I also had them on together. Tell the story. Both sides of the story. That's right. Here. This that's is right. Cool. Just, I like yeah. it. But okay. Garrett is looking at Ben saying, that's way too much weight. He doesn't know what he's getting mm-hmm. into. And, of course, Ben's looking at Garrett saying, this kid did not bring nearly enough to survive out there. <laughs> he's he's yeah. not going to make it. Opposites attract though. Mm-hmm. Wait, okay, Doc, do you, have you had this experience where you're out on the trail and you're just like judging somebody? You're like, this person, this is crazy. Like they're wearing a leather jacket and jeans. They're, they're probably not going to make camp. <laughs> have you had that issue? Yes. I saw a guy okay. out there with his two kids and he was wearing slacks and loafers. And I, I was thinking <laughs> to myself, how in the heck did he get out here? We're out in the middle of nowhere. And the kids are complaining about these huge blisters on their feet, and they were totally unprepared. Hey, good luck. I just think that everybody, unless something crazy happens, people end up making it. If they're committed to going, we were out on a trail in Wyoming where we saw, like, the jeans family. Like, they all had their kids wearing jeans, and they had obnoxious packs with multiple full now jeans dangling off the side with carabiners. And I think they made camp. Like, they made it. It's just more painful, right? Okay. That's interesting. All right, that was three. Number four, what you got? Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. 
Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. From the backcountry to the backyard, we believe everyone deserves the highest level of protection. Since 1984, Sawyer Products offers the best, most technologically advanced solutions for protection against sun, bugs, and water, using time-released liposome technology, topical insect repellents, and new standards in water filtration. And with every Sawyer product you buy, you are helping to provide clean water through 140 charities in 80 countries with their long-lasting water filters. Every Sawyer product you buy is an investment in our common humanity. Choose Sawyer and keep the adventure going knowing that their products have been tested and chosen by those who count on serious protection on the trail all day long. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Six Moon Designs has been innovating ultralight backpacking gear for the past 20 years. With a wide range of products ranging from ultralight shelters to backpacks and accessories like their extensive line of trekking umbrellas, Six Moon Designs is sure to have a great piece of gear for your needs. With the company philosophy being that gear should aid one's experience, not define it, Six Moon Designs thinks the more time people spend outside the natural world, the better off this world will be. And remember, go wild, live young. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. This episode is sponsored by Jolly Gear. Are you tired of compromising between the ventilation of a button-down and the full protection of a sun hoodie? With the Triple Crown button-down, you can have the best of both. Plus, their fun standout patterns will have you the talk of the trail. Visit them at jollygear.com. Thru-hiker owned, Jolly Gear, where fun meets functional. Number four, Another fan favorite is Wesley Tills. Okay. Ooh. Does that sound familiar? Wesley Tills? He goes, I haven't his, heard that one. His uh, Instagram handle is Vagrant Viking 93 I think. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. And he was a missionary. He was a Mormon missionary at okay. the, the ripe young age of 18 or 19 years old. And he's on his mission in California mm-hmm. and determines that this is not for him. It's not really, right. it's not syncing up with his level of happiness. He feels like he's, he shouldn't be doing this. And so he goes to the temple and he prays 
and he looks up uh, from his prayers and he, he sees a map of California with this red line going down it. And he gets a little closer <laughs> and he realizes that red line is the Pacific Crest Trail. Right. And so he, think, he takes that as a sign. He's going he's gonna to leave his mission and he's going to go out on the trail. And so wow. he goes back and he tells his buddy this, the guy that he's doing his mission work with that night, that he's going to leave and he's going to leave the next day. And somehow the church elders get wind of this and they send out a recovery team to bring him back what? in. He gets <laughs> quick. He, he, he hears about this recovery team coming 100%. and he throws everything into his backpack, gets on his bike and takes off in the middle of the night and wow. doesn't look back. He ends up staying in the woods for a while. And then he's now this <laughs> incredible, he's a, truly an incredible through hiker. But that, he, hilarious. that was about 20 years ago, and he still gets phone calls from current day missionaries who have heard the story. Mm. And of course, the story grows larger with every telling. He says one wow. of the last people that called him wanted to know if it was true that he stole a police car in, during his escape <laughs> from the church elders. 100%. 100% he said, I escaped the Mormon church by stealing a police car and arriving at the Pacific Crest Trail. That's right. <laughs> and lived in the woods for three months. That's right. That's funny. Wow. So, I mean, so he's not part of the Mormon church anymore. He's now just a through hiker. He's just a through hiker. Yep. Okay. Wow. Interesting. That's a good one too. The PCT conversion. Right? Yes, that's right. That's a good title right there. Okay. Well, that should have been the title. You're welcome. My title was the runaway missionary. So I like that's that one bad. too. That's yeah. not bad. Yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. Final story finale. What you got? Final oh, yeah. story. It, it really, the, Hiker Trash Radio, we talk about a lot about hiker trash, talk a lot about through hiking, section hiking, but we also cover a lot of outdoor adventure of different kinds. You know, I, I say mm-hmm. that the outdoor adventure tree has many branches. And so mm-hmm. this last one is not a through hiker. It has to have, has nothing to do with hiking. It is about uh, long distance bike racing. I had the okay. great fortune mm. to talk to Lael Wilcox. Oh yeah, have you heard of her? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She's the like the Tour Divide winner like a million times. Yeah, she's incredible. She, like, rides from Canada just to get to the race like a thousand miles or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So she came on the podcast. Well, she told this story where her her second race ever that she entered intentionally was the Transamerica race from Oregon to Virginia. Okay. And wow. she entered it and told me about her experience on, on, during that race. And there was one period of time where her seat got broken and she had to ride oh. 50 miles standing up to the next town before she was able to, to get what? parts and fix the seat. So that's just one, that's not even the story. That's just one part of the story. The, the better part of the story is the finish because she ends up tracking down the favorite to win the race, this Frenchman, um, mm. who last hundred miles. So you know, I don't know how long the race is, 2,700, 3,000 miles, whatever yeah. it might be. She catches the guy going the wrong direction in the last hundred miles. He is sleep deprived. Ooh. He's been looking over yeah. his shoulder the whole time, hearing oh. that she's catching up. And yeah. he ends up going the wrong direction and they meet going opposite directions and he realizes he's going the wrong direction. So he turns around and he catches up to her and he says, hey, let's just ride across. You've done a great job. Let's just ride across the finish line together. Mm-hmm. And she <laughs> looked at him and laughed and said, no way. And just yeah, no way. left <laughs> him, left him in the dust. And yeah. she won the thing outright, male, female, wow. whatever. Just an incredible story. That's, That's awesome. Wait, did she say, as she's passing him, I don't know if she's able to recognize him. I assume that she would. 
Was she like, whoa, does a little kind of turn around or was she just, I'm going to keep my head down. And if he doesn't notice me and he's sleepy, maybe he keeps on going the wrong way. I, I think it's the latter. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Gotcha. Wow. Derek, what, what do you is- think about that? Like you're really good. Like you're not sleep deprived, but you go the wrong way all the time on the trail. Do I? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're the one giving directions, so that's probably why. Oh, okay. And, yeah, um, you need directions when you're backpacking. Well, I keep a map with me to get back on trail, so that's good. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> so you get back on trail after you've gone the wrong way. After you give me the wrong direction. Yeah, we call him Wrong Way Carl, Doc. That's his trail name is Wrong Way Carl. So. Wrong Way. Okay. Wrong Way. Doc, I'm impressed you were able to pull out those five stories because, like I said, you've had a lot of guests on the show. Crazy. That's amazing. And those are all excellent stories. Thank you for sharing those. That's very cool. That's amazing. I got, I got a question for you. Okay. Doc. Who, who's the one person you'd love to talk to that you're like, either you've even, you haven't talked to them yet or you haven't gotten a response from yet. Is there somebody on your mind that you're like, I got to talk to this person? Yeah. If you'd asked me about uh, two months ago, it probably would have been Heather Anderson, Anish mm, yep. or okay. Andrew Skirka. But okay. guess what? They've both been on the show now. So oh. I've talked to each of them. I think who I'd love to have would probably be maybe Conrad Anker. I'm working on him. Okay. Uh, okay. Jimmy Chin would be yep. fascinating to talk to. That guy's incredible. Have you, you've asked these folks, you've reached out and you've thrown emails at them or? I have. Yeah, okay. I have. Tommy Caldwell. Okay. Climber. Yeah. But yeah. I think I probably would be beside myself if I could land Laz Lake, a.k.a. Really? Gary Cantrell. Yeah. Are you familiar with okay. him? I've heard that name. Yeah, he's the guy that does the, that's in charge of the Barkley Marathon. That's and, right. Uh, he's that's like right, an old yeah. curmudgeon character that's just... <laughs> that's like, right. I don't know if I would trust having him on the show. First of all, I don't know that he would show up if we scheduled him. And if he did show up, like, I would have to... I don't know. I'd be like, this show is going to be heavily edited. <laughs> So. <laughs> so what's okay aside from him just being a crazy character i'm a bit obsessed with the barkley marathons okay i have talked to it yeah i've talked uh, to a number of people who have competed in the barkley marathons i was fortunate enough to talk to two of the three who've actually finished the barkleys this year aurelian aurelian sanchez and john kelly it was fantastic garmeyer real quick because i don't think everybody knows the barkley marathons sure. it's yeah so it's these loops you do in tennessee and it's like this uh, kind of this masochistic race where basically like they have these time cutoffs. You're going mostly off trail and you're tearing your body up. And all you're doing is you're searching for like pages in a book to prove that you got to the various checkpoints. <laughs> it's at a terrible time of year. They always seem to have the worst weather and they're always miserable and just, yeah. And then the, I guess the entrance of the race, there's a couple kind of things that go with it. First of all, they send you a letter of regret. We regret to inform you that you've been accepted into the race. And then you got to bring like a license plate and some weird thing to get in. So you got to bring hmm. this guy, Laz, like a shirt one year and some other stuff. What, what am I missing? Carl, he acts like he's heard of this guy somewhat. He's familiar a little bit with the Barkley. And then he proceeds to rattle off every single detail about the Barkley no, Marathon. Not, no, well no, done, no, man. Documentaries, man. Exactly. I, I like the challenges. This is beyond me. This is this is just trying to hurt yourself at yeah. this point. Yeah. I've asked every everybody I've had <laughs> on that's been that's done the Barkley, I've asked them about now's your time to share what the ap- actual application process is. Because it's highly secretive. Right. And they oh. all just smile and look at me and nod and, and don't say a whole lot about the application process. Of course. Yeah, gotcha. of course. Yeah. 
Derek will figure it out. Jeez. Yeah, I'll, I'll Google it. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I know some people. I know some people. <laughs> okay. So that's an interesting answer. That's not where I thought. I, I thought you were going to go like, you know, Bear Grylls or down that road. Who, who wouldn't want Bear Have you asked him to be on the show? The funny thing is I reach out a lot through social media. He does not have a social media account that I yeah. can find. I've got a, right. a couple of followers who are, are trying to put me on the trail of him. Okay. Yeah. Does he even, I, he's like the kind of guy that probably doesn't even have an email. Just, <laughs> exactly. And maybe not a phone number, maybe not even a landline. Just, he's just, he's like the, the bill knocking my door. Backpacking. Yeah. 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 Give me the secret knock and then maybe I'll answer. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Derek okay. mentioned Google. I've, I've Googled Gary Cantrell email and they want you awesome. to pay a certain amount to, to see all the Gary Cantrells in the United States. Jeez. So. Oh, yeah, oh gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Forget about it. Okay. So <laughs> you've done just, You've hit a range of topics, a range of adventurers. And so I, my question is, which podcast episode would you be most excited to record? So I've got three titles here with your guests. And you got to pick one. Okay. Right? Option A, how to catch bad guys using River Rapids with Meryl Streep. <laughs> Option B, how to kill a mean bear with a stick with Anthony Hopkins. Hmm. And option C, how I friended and then unfriended a volleyball on a deserted island with Tom Hanks. Which hmm. one are you recording? Oh, I am definitely doing the Tom Hanks one. Because okay. anytime, okay. Castaway is one of those movies that anytime it's on and you're flipping through the channels, I've got to just watch the whole thing. Okay. Mm. Now, he, he is the actor of our generation. And what a story. And, and he, talk about a character actor or a method actor. He, they filmed the the beginning of that movie with him at his probably heaviest, and then mm -hmm. they took a two year break while he yep. slimmed down to like skin and bones, and then picked up on the island, which is right. mind boggling. So it is, yeah, yep, yeah. I mean, yeah, he was committed for sure, but yeah, the whole talking with the volleyball thing, I don't know about that. I yeah, know. what do you mean? You know, that was great. What are you talking about? You want to cut your hand and bloody a volleyball so you can talk to it. You're what are you going to talk to on the island? A coconut. I'm not going to talk Tree? to anybody. Exactly. The prey, and that's he, sufficient. He made a friend, and that got him through it. <laughs> do either of you? Do either of you have the email address for Tom Hanks or Wilson the volleyball that I can I could reach out? <laughs> I could just uh, let me just text Tom real quick. I'll okay. <laughs> yeah, we're not shy. Our show's not shy about just asking everybody to be on our show, and if we get hits, it's great. And if not, we just that's what you do. That's what you yeah. do. Exactly. Right. Yep. So, Squeaky will. That's right. <laughs> you never know. You In never. Fact, yeah. So we've actually been reaching out to Survivor Man for years now. Oh, geez. So I every six months I'll send an email to to Les Stroud or his people, and they're like, "Oh, maybe." Oh no, he can't this time. <laughs> I'm like, anytime, even if it's for ten minutes, we'll take it. And what's he doing now? Is he have another show going? I don't even on? think no. he does anything. Like, what what's does he, he do? do? Just, just lounging around. He was like, he's searching for Bigfoot for a couple of years, and then he wrote a couple of books and. He should have plenty of time to come on our podcast. Let's be honest. Like, come on. He just doesn't yeah. want to. I'll email him this week. We'll find out. He might not be ready for it. Give him some more time. <laughs> got a lot going on. So that's, that is fabulous. Tell us what you got coming up on your podcast. What's, what do we have to look forward to on the next uh, few episodes coming out? Yeah. So currently we are airing the end of season six. I've already got some episodes yep. for season seven in the can. So looking nice. forward, we've got, we've got Jacob Crush Pepper. Jacob Pepper, okay. trail name Crush. That's a name. That's yeah, a name. yeah. Like he he got a great story. He's been on before. He was in a devastating car accident, and he has recovered and is pushing himself to higher heights out there on the trail. Uh, he is he's hilarious to talk to. He mm. sounds like a surfer. 
from Huntington Beach that's now out on the trail, but nice. a lot of fun. I mentioned Heather Anish Anderson. She's a triple crowner. She's done the triple crown three times. The last time was a calendar year triple crown where she did all three trails in one calendar year. She right. was wow. a very interesting uh, person to talk to. Great perspective out there. Did she oh. do like video with you as well? She did. Okay. There was another show I think she was on and she was not interested in the video podcast. Maybe she's changed her tune. I'm just curious. Yeah. And then Arlette Lawn had her on for a second time. She's the first woman to hike all 11 national scenic trails. She's a a hoot and a holler. Nice. And then you always have to go with a guy with the trail name of Desert Jesus. Nick Fowler. Desert Jesus. That, That one just came out, right? I believe so. There was a, I have a promo episode. I think it came out about that one. He is the holder of the self-supported FKT of the PCT. Okay. Wow. Self-supported. So he was actually backpacking it then. Okay. Did not have a, did not have a team with him. Yeah. I'm heavily biased. So when I hear these records are set and it's just, you got the team, you got somebody who's like the chef who's feeding you every night. Yeah, they're athletes and they're doing some amazing things. It's just not as interesting or as impressive for me. I like the self-supported ones. Yeah. yeah. And then to also, to just to round it out, because we talked about the Barclays, I also had a great conversation with Damian Hall, who is okay. a first-timer mm. in the Barclay, and he got to the fifth loop, which is pretty darn impressive. And that you doesn't know, usually happen. No, uh-huh. and with, when the Barclay is happening, it's hard to get real-time updates on it. Yeah. There is one particular guy, Keith Dunn, who tweets about what's happening on the trail. And, of course, he doesn't know everybody's name, so he gives everybody a description. And I think a tall white guy with beard was the description <laughs> used for seven or eight guys out there. Nice. Uh, but Damian Hall, his nickname from Keith Dunn, as he was tweeting about it, was Guy with Mohawk. So <laughs> he is from the U.K., had a mohawk, and a really entertaining guy to talk to. I love okay. it. You keep on circling back to the Barkley thing. So do you have any interest in at least like attending it, being a spectator, doing live interviews out there, anything along those lines? Yes, all of the above. I've tried to get Garmeyer to to commit to me being part of his crew out there the next time he gets entered. And then I found out that each contestant is only allowed to have one crew member. So that's probably not going to happen. But they have, okay... So there's stories of just rando hikers out there who are like, hey, here's a random book that was just left in the woods. I'm going to I'm going to pick it up. I'm going to clean up. And then that's obviously people's checkpoints. They're searching everywhere for it and they they kill a bunch of time. So the fact that there's random hikers out there, you got to be able to at least get into the park, right? Yes, that actually happened this year. Not that I got into the park, but somebody took a book this year (laughs) off of the fifth loop and it, it, it got dicey there for the finishers. Yeah. Which is like nice. They're being nice. They're picking up what they think is trash, <laughs> right. but they're wrecking the race. Like they could literally ruin somebody's race that way. So wow. anyway, yeah. I think it's interesting. So, so you're waiting to be on Jeff's crew and you're not going to go out there as like a media kind of mogul or anything like that. No, I'd have to convince Mrs. Doc to let me go across country on the spur of a moment when I find out that the Barkley is happening because it's, it's also shrouded in secrecy. I thought it was, yeah, oh, April. Right, yeah. yeah, it's kind Ish. of Mar- March, April. Time period. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. All right. It sounds like we got some homework to do, Derek. We got to look up a lot of stuff on Google for Doc here. A lot of Googling going on. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. right. All right. Okay. I'm making a list, checking it twice, all that fun stuff. All right. It's amazing. Doc, I feel like we're just scratching the surface here, man. We we need to have you back on and dig a little deeper here because, yeah, the stories you shared and the information you gave is just awesome. Obviously, yeah. people can continue to check you out on your podcast, Hiker Trash Radio. But thanks so much for taking the time and joining the show. 
Absolutely. Awesome. Thanks for having awesome. me on, guys. Really appreciate it. You're welcome. Uh,